Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, uh, we're going to dive right in. I want us to turn back as we continue our series today, The Open Door. I want to dive into our message. If we can go right back to where we were last week, that's the book of 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're going to begin again at verse 6. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6. And here, of the word of God here does read, it says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know that know how ye ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you, Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. And then we're also going to look at verse 11. We picked up verse 11 last week also. And there it says, For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. But are busybodies. The title of our message is, again, The Why, Part 2. The Why, Part 2. Last week, Last week, we, uh, we mined through verse 6 and also 11 to understand the importance of withdrawing from those in the church who are, not, who are living their lives outside of the word of God while still praying for God to reveal his will for their lives to them, for their lives to them. We're going to touch on that a little bit later as well. But we want to make sure we're not just withdrawing and leaving them destitute, but we're praying for them. We're praying for them. And today we're going to actually see another powerful principle that is important to us understanding the why. Understanding the why. Look back with me at verse number seven today. Look at verse number seven with me. Here it says, for yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. We didn't behave disorderly among you. I want you to know that here we find a key. We find a very important key. What is that key? It is simply this. Follow the good examples that God has placed before you. Follow the good examples that God has placed before you. It's important to do that. It's important to do that. Listen, Paul said this. Remember, Paul, he taught the Corinthians to follow his example as he follows the example of whom? Of Christ. Follow his example as he follows the example of Christ. Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, Paul said this. He said, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. 
even as I also am of Christ. So he's saying, listen, follow the example that I set before you because I followed the Lord. So you follow me as I follow him. This is what we should look for. This, these these are, are, are the people we should look for. You see, this is why it is important that ministers, elders, pastors, bishops, apostles, whatever your title is, it's important that we strive to not just teach and preach, but to set good ex or set a good example, set a good example for the people to follow in how we live, in how we live. It's important to do that. It's important to do that. It's not just how you preach. It's not just how you teach. You could be a wonderful orator. You could be an excellent, excellent communicator of the gospel. But how does your life line up with what you're teaching? How does it line up with what you're preaching? This is important. This is very important. Paul was saying, follow me as I follow Christ, not how I preach. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Now, let me be clear about something. This doesn't mean that any person will be perfect. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that anyone will be perfect. But our goals should be or, or should always be. Our goal should always be to live according to the word of God. Do you hear me? Let me say that again. Our goals should always be to live according to the word of God, to live according to the word of God. That means that, that we should love as Christ loved or Christ would love. We should love that way. We should encourage and uplift others. And we should not walk in judgment. Don't walk in or don't don't walk in judgment of others. And watch this. Be quick to repent when we find ourselves in error. Let me roll that back. Let's say that again. Be quick to repent when we find ourselves in error. Listen, don't sit there and try to justify your wrong. Don't sit there and try to tell one lie to cover your sin and then try to tell another lie to cover the lie that covered your sin only to have to tell another lie to cover the lie that covered the lie that covered your sin. You don't need to do that if you simply repent in the first place. Listen, we know what we heard from the video. In, in the audio tape, we know we heard. We're, we're not crazy. Just repent for it. Repent, recognize and acknowledge that I am wrong and I am sorry. Listen, there's sometimes where you have made a mistake and you simply need to repent of it. You may not have meant for it to hurt the person the way that it did. You may not have meant for it to have come off the way that it did. You you were wrong. And what, you may not have been wrong in what you said, but how you said it was totally wrong. So sometimes you got to repent. Repent for your attitude. You got to repent for how you be willing to repent when you find yourself in error. Listen, and, and that's from the White House to the church house. <laughs> repent when you find yourself in error. Repent of that. I need somebody to type in chat for me. Live by the word or live the word. Simply type that. Live the word. Live the word. If we can simply do that, that makes things a lot simpler, wouldn't it? It makes things a lot easier. It doesn't mean that things will be perfect. 
It doesn't mean that, that, that we would never find ourselves in mistakes and in difficult situations in which we've got to say, oh my goodness, we're, we're going to we're gonna have to deal with this difficult conversation. Yes, you're going to have to have some tough conversations, but when you can do it, simply being led by the word, being led by the word and having a heart after God, doing that which Jesus would do, I'm telling you, things would be a lot better. Things would be a lot better, and we've got to understand that. It's important that we do that. It's important that we do that. And watch this. If we're willing to do that, I want you to understand this. This keeps you from being idle. It keeps you from being idle and allows you to remain focused on what the Lord has before you. It keeps you from being idle, just sitting there holding pat, just biding time. And it keeps you moving, moving in what the Lord has before you. It keeps you moving in what the Lord has before you. Listen, let's dig into this a little more. Look with me at verse number eight. Look at verse number eight with me. Here it says, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable of any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us, to follow us. Let me simply put it this way. Listen, stay busy doing what he's given you to do. Stay busy doing what he's given you to do. Paul was saying, listen, when we were with y'all, we worked. We worked. Listen, Paul was a tent maker. He said, I didn't come and ask you for a dime. I did it. Now, he also let us know in other scripture. He said, listen, if I'm laboring to be a blessing to you, shouldn't I receive something of you? He said, listen, if I'm taking care of your families, if I'm praying and covering you, if I'm doing all those things, shouldn't I receive something of that? But see, watch what Paul says here. Paul said, listen, I had the power to do it. I could have done it, but I didn't want to do that. Why? Because I wanted nothing to cause you to stray and to fall away from the father. Because he knew the seed that he had sown. He knew that people were receiving the word and they were growing. They were growing in their relationship with God. They were growing in their relationship with, uh, with each other. They were understand, understanding how to stand up in the day of adversity when they were under attack and still trust God and still believe God and saw God moving in their lives. The last thing he wanted to do was to prevent or to bring a stumbling block. So then they would say, you know, yes, my marriage is better. I got a better relationship with my children. Even though these people still talking about us and they're threatening us, you know, I'm, I'm able to stand strong. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you, Paul. But uh, why I need to give you that money? So you see, he said, listen, no, no, no. I don't even want that to be a problem for you. <laughs> I don't want that to be an issue. He said, I kept working hard. I kept working hard so we could keep growing together in Christ. Listen, there is a need to work and be diligent. Let me say that again. There is a need to work and be diligent. We must work and be diligent. Don't allow yourself, watch this, to meander in the pool of idleness. Let me say that again. Don't allow yourself to meander in the pool of idleness. Don't do it. Don't do it. When I say meander, listen, when you're in the pool, you're not the only one in that pool. 
You're not that only one at that end of the pool. No, there's a whole bunch of folk that are sitting over there that would be with you just being idle. Just not focus on doing nothing, not trying to do anything, not trying to focus on what God is calling. Them. None of that. They're not doing it. They're sitting there complaining and stuff right there with you. Listen, do not do that. Don't sit in the pool of idleness. Don't do that. Listen, even if you are having problems finding employment, still, I want you to set goals and objectives for yourself. Let me say that again. Even if you're having problems finding employment, I want you to set goals and objectives for yourself. Set, set goals and objectives. Listen, let me tell you how that looks because you're going to set a goal, right? This goal is what, uh, what you're focused on. It's what you're trying to achieve. But watch this. But now you have objectives. These objectives are helping you to reach the goal. But you've got to be willing to complete the objectives. The objectives may be to get a certification in a certain area. The objectives may be to complete a certain class. You may have to volunteer and, 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 and do, do volunteer work. You, you may have to do a certain internship to be able to qualify, to, to learn things so you can reach your goal and get to where the goal is. But you've got to do the objectives. Follow the objectives and that will let you reach your goal. Follow the objectives that will let you reach your goal, but you've got to be willing to do that. You've got to be willing to do that. You've got to set them for yourself because I want you to understand this also. Allow your goal, watch this, to overtake your labor. Allow your goal to overtake your labor. You see, your labor is in what you're doing on each objective. Every day, you're working on something. Every day, you're striving to get something. Can, can I tell you a, a place where I, I, I applied this in my own life? I applied it when I was writing, uh, writing my first book. While I was writing my first book, I sat there every day I had a goal. Every day I had to write just a little bit. I had to write a little bit here, a little bit there. Then I had to go back and I had to study some more, re review some information because I wanted to make sure I was telling the story right and I was telling the story accurately so that it would connect and it would make sense. So I was going back and I took time every day, just a little bit. It wasn't like five or six hours, just a little bit of time every day, every day. And I had to be diligent with it so I could reach the end and get to my goal. But the objectives have to be accomplished every day, every day. You see, you can do that. And when you do that, the goal will overtake your labor. The goal will overtake your labor. It will. It will. And watch this. You will be surprised at what overtakes you when you spend time working on yourself. Let me say that again. You will be surprised what overtakes you when you spend time working on yourself because you think you're working on the goal, but what you're actually working on is you because the more you work on you, the more it builds you and prepares you for the goal. So you're working on yourself. You're building yourself. You're learning. You're gaining writing skills. You're gaining research skills. You're, great. you're gaining communication skills. You're doing all of these things, trying to reach the goal. So by the time you get to the goal, it's overtaking you because there's so much that you have grown in, in yourself. There's so much that you've grown in. I need somebody to type in chat, I'm working on me. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. 
you will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.